Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's a.k.a. Radio Red. Thank you, Ryan Treasure, Radio Red in the house. I can't believe it's December. We've waited for years to be here and alive on December 5th. It's the 5th already, 2022. I'm so happy to be here. This is Read My Lips. This is my party on Monday nights. I get to talk to people I call my creatives. They're not all singers and dancers and writers and drawers and designers or chefs or whatever or poets. They're real people and they have real stories. And we're going to talk in three minute sound bites about who they are and how they are creating the life we hope that they're enjoying. We hope that they're loving and we hope that they're sharing with other people. So stick around. Now, before I introduce my guest, first of all, everybody wave hello to Facebook. We're live on Facebook. The gods of streaming and the goddesses, right? Goddess, right, Glenda? They, yes. they are in our favor tonight. They didn't, they didn't mess us up. That's good. Now we have somebody very special who listens to the show every Monday and I'll tell you about her in a second, but we have to do our shout out. Angie, you've listened to the show. So I think, you know, on the count of three, Join me in saying hello, L, L, L. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hello, hello L, 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 L. Josh, I think they're the winners. We've been taking a poll for the past three years, and who can do it in sync? I think this was one of the best. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York. Oh, my, it doesn't start with an L. I've been trying to get her to move to London, but the weather was awful this summer. And I will tell all of you that I wanted to move to London despite the weather. And I looked at the map, and I saw London. And for some reason, I tilted my head that day. And the N in London, the first N, went upside down and turned into a U, and I ended up in Loudoun, Tennessee. That's how I got here 62 <laughs> days ago. Just wanted you to know. But it's very pretty, and I'm very happy to be there. Next stop, I'll turn my head, tilt my head the other way, and it will be it will be London. So here we are. This is, believe it or not, where are we in the year? Let's see. We've got this. It's December 5th. We are at the 339th day of 2022 of the Gregorian calendar. I always do a shout out to Greg, Gregory, Grego, Greggy, whatever his mommy called him. Isn't it nice to have a son whose calendar is still being used hundreds of years later? That's talented. That's a creative guy. There are 26 days left in 2022. This is the 49th Monday. Nobody cares about the 49th Monday except me. However, the 26 days are very important because... Uh, Glenda, you're probably going to be making Kahlua in the sink in your garage. I'll give you a tip in a second. Milen, I hope I'm pronouncing you. I got, I'm working on your name, lady. Milen is probably going to take the still that her grandpa left behind the house in the days of prohibition and <laughs> cook up some good whiskey. And Angie is going to go to an online liquor store and buy some fabulous champagne, French or otherwise. And I will tell you, Angie, do it fast because the shelves are going to be bare any second now. Okay. People have probably been buying it for six months. Glenda, good Kahlua takes a long while to blend the flavors. So if you didn't start right after the show tonight. And Milen, the whiskey, well, I think you have enough time, but you should start by tomorrow. Okay, so whatever you're drinking on New Year's Eve, it's time to start. Now, we're talking about where we are in the Zodiac briefly. It's Sagittarius or Sagittarius, November 22nd to December. We have any Sagittarius here, Milen? I'm ascending, ascendant Sagittarius. 
Well, I don't know what that means, but it sounds wonderful. Anybody else a Sagittarius? <laughs> no. no? Okay. Well, I know a few. <laughs> I, I'm sure. And I know a lot of people who think they're ascending. They're optimistic. <laughs> Sorry. I, I try think not positive. to be. Think positive. I, I try not to be funny, but once in a while it just creeps out. Uh, Sagittarians are optimistic. They love freedom. They love to be hilarious, fair-minded. That's interesting. Honest, intellectual, spontaneous, and fun. And they are the best conversationalists in the Zodiac tied with Gemini. So there you go. So Milan, if that's you, there, there you go. Okay. So now it's time for me to introduce my guest very briefly to our viewers. We are live streaming on Facebook and we are live broadcasting on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where I'm very proud to be a broadcaster. Great people there. And Josh is my one name wonder engineer and my ladies on the show have already met him. And Josh is going to make sure we stay on the air. So we have Angie Patterson. Angie, just wave when I call your name. I'm just going to give a one, one line bio and you'll tell us who you are in a moment. She She's the author of Making Photography Easy and Fun. It's a really cool book. Her photographs have been featured. Oh, she's not successful at all. Her photographs are on websites, are on calendars, they're in exhibitions, they're in social media, they're in print, and they've been even created as murals. Angie, I am so thrilled to have you on the show. When I met you at the Publicity Summit, I said, that's it, Angie's coming on the show because I've been a dabbling photographer for years and you can tell me everything I'm doing wrong. Angie Patterson, welcome. Then we have Glenda Benavides. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correct. Correct. Yes. And Glenda doesn't come from the summit. She comes from Mickey Mickelson, who is one of my favorite PR agents from creativepr.com. And Glenda has quite a list of credentials. I take the whole show to fit them all in, Glenda. But just briefly, she's a Recording Academy voting member. She's a Grammy-considered singer-songwriter. You'll tell us in a few minutes what that means. She's the author of Courage, Find Your Fire, and Ignite Action in Your Life. And she's the founder of the Global Badass goddess. I can't just say badass, it's badass goddess. So we're so much looking forward to meeting you. I think we all are in that category. I'm not going to put any words in me, Lens or Angie's mouth, but I think we all qualify. Glenda, so delighted to have you. And I love the shades of red in the hair after my own heart. I see you like to play with color from your PR photo too. Yes. And then we have Dr. Milen Riobe. She is a double board certified MD, a medical doctor in OBGYN. Ladies, you all know what that means. And men, <laughs> that's the lady parts doctor you don't go to. And that's the OB that your lady should be seeing if she's going to have, have a, a child. She's the founder of Awakened Wellness Now. And she's a director, the director of the Ryobe Institute of Integrative Medicine. And we're going to find out what her interpretation of integrated medicine is. Milen, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm calling this show in honor of the three of you ladies Read my lips, outrageous creativity, because I, I have to come up with a new title every week, and this is like the 195,000th show, and I'm running out of things to say. So I looked at the three of you, it was actually only 100 show, 106. I had to come up with something, and I thought, outrageous creativity. So don't disappoint me, all of you. This is Radio Red in the house. Happy to be here. Let's get started around the table. Angie Patterson. I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please take three minutes and regale us with how in the world did you get to the point where you've written a book on photography and what do you do with your camera? Angie, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks very much. Uh, so my journey began um, as about a seven-year-old when my granny gave me a camera um, aptly named, I think, Snappy Camera. And I've often thought that the granny was was onto something ahead of me, but it's like it just sparked this this passion uh, that's just followed me and stayed with me through the years. 
And it was approximately uh, 22 years ago now when when I became more serious about photography, purchased myself what was kind of considered a good camera and signed up for a photography workshop. And what was kind of interesting about that is um, the subject material was uh, photographing mountain wildflowers, which at that point I really had not given a moment's thought to photographing mountain wildflowers. But it was in a, a favorite location, just a few hours from where I live. And hey, I would have my camera with me. And, you know, so I signed up, off I went. And then I had to talk myself off the ledge thinking, well, <laughs> everyone else that's registered is going to know so much more than I will. And why am I going? And you don't know anything. Uh, well, as it turned out, a lot of other people didn't know much either. So, you know, we, we meshed as a group. Um, I've taken um, lots of workshops since then, just some online, lots of in the field. I have been in my comfort zone, out of my comfort zone. I've been um, frustrated. I've been ecstatic. Um, but all along, I've, I've learned a lot about myself, about photography, and just the, the joy that it can bring. And you say yes to opportunities that turn maybe into no's later on. And you say yes to opportunities that uh, didn't know um, were just going to stay with me that I really embraced and decided that I love specific types of photography. Angie, that's lovely. And I have to tell you, when I moved here to this house in, in Loudoun, Tennessee, I didn't realize I would make my broadcast office what should have been the larger guest bedroom facing the front of the house with this humongous window with a big curved piece on the top. Looking out on the front lawn of what I didn't realize, I bought the house on Zoom. I, I'd never set foot in Tennessee, never wow. never been here. I wow. closed on a Friday, drove here and said, oh, that's my house. A third of an acre corner property. We got 30 foot tall magnolia trees and I've got fig wow. trees and I've got butterfly bushes and a deck and a huge garage. Anyway, the birds love the little maple tree outside my office, even though the leaves are gone because it's getting cold. Mm -hmm. And every day I can't grab my iPhone camera fast enough. I'll see the branch shaking right underneath my window here. I'll actually see a little motion. I've got a bunch of screens here, little motion. I grab the camera. I am seeing beautiful full orange cardinals wow. and bluebirds and wrens and robins. And they sit there as if they're taunting me, Angie, take my picture, take my picture, take my picture. <laughs> and I've got a whole bunch of pictures of birds and I have three birdhouses out in the lawn and I'm having the time of my life in my own little bird preserve here from my office window. And I'm, I'm happy that I can grab, anyway, we'll, we'll talk more, Angie. I'm, I'm delighted to have you on. I don't think, I don't think I've ever had a photographer on the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you may be the first in all these years. So delighted. And we will get some tips and tricks from you, but mostly I'm interested in your passion for capturing what we see. That's the core. That's what it's all about is what did I see? What do I want to look at? What do I want to share? Enough philosophizing from me. Glenda, you're up, my dear. The other, the other redhead, you're almost pink compared to me. Glenda, putting you on speaker view, go ahead and talk to Facebook and talk to everybody. And Glenda, and a shout out, of course, to Mickey Mickelson. And thank you. Glenda, tell us who you are, please. Well, thank you. Again, thank you for having me on your show. You're, you're a delight. <laughs> And so fun. This is the best interview um, or just connection, really. Um, so I am a professional singer songwriter. Been doing that since I was professionally since I was 16 and uh, spent most of my life touring and doing music. And um, and then, gosh, about 
two and a half years ago, uh, a girlfriend of mine in my kitchen said, you know, you're a badass. And, and I went, what? And she said, you're a badass goddess. And I go, I was like, you know, us women, we just like, no, 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 I'm not that, you know? (laughs) And, oh, don't say that. Um, And I was like, that's a commitment, isn't it? Right. And I was like, commitment. (laughs) what am I doing? Um, And I just thought, you know what? That's your community speaking. You need to own that. And I said, okay, well, if I'm owning that, what does that mean for me? And I I just thought, I'm going to reinvent what badass means. Because I think everyone goes, badass, you're going to be, I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to kick some ass, you know. And I re- Took the, I took, turned it into an acronym. So for me, badass means beautiful, accessible, daring, abundant, savvy, and sassy or sexy. Add whatever you want. <laughs> can, can you just wait a second before you continue, Milan mm-hmm. and Angie? Can we say a collective wow? One, two, three. Wow. Wow. Right on cue. We didn't rehearse that. Glenda, I've never done that in the middle of somebody's bio, but you deserve that. I didn't know that it was an acronym good for you. It has to be sexy, the last one. I'm sorry. It has what, to yeah, fill it in. You know. so continue. Uh, Tell us about this Grammy considered, and we want to know more. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I, I just decided to embrace that, right? And I changed it. I I, I started a whole group of women coming together. You know, what does that mean? You know, clarity, courage, confidence, commitment, and community. And I, I was like, I want to uplift. And because I'm already doing that through my music. So I wanted to uplift in community and that type of thing, not just only my music. Um, so I was doing that for the last two years with my podcast and my website and everything. And so I have a goddess a workshop and I also have a goddess, um, goddess circle. And I'm continuing to do music. And so my, my partner and I from Boston, he and I, I about it was like two years ago. And I said, I, what does it take to have a Grammy? I thought, I should know this. I've been in my business forever. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> oh, my Lord. So uh, long story short, I got in. I'm now a Grammy voter. Um, this, is my sec- this is my first year as a Grammy voter. And um, I submitted one of my songs uh, called Lulu White, which is um, an, an amazing woman from the late 1800s. She's a woman of color. And I really felt like her story needed to be told. Um, she was one of the richest women in New Orleans in the late 1800s. And so I was like, I'm going to I'm going to tell her stories, tell this sister story. So I did. We um, and I was uh, considered Grammy considered. And um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm kind of at now, getting ready to release a new album and tour next year. Next wonderful, summer. wonderful. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I congratulate you for putting together your badass mm-hmm. goddess group. Thank because you. a lot of us talk about, I want to do this and I want to do that and I'm busy and there are other demands on me. And you did it. Yeah. I think I want to join. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we need a membership pass for all three of us here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glenda, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate your sharing your story and congratulations on getting to be a Grammy voter. That must be very interesting today because there were so many genres. They were not there years ago. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And crossover artists. And yes. one of my business, on one of my business radio shows, actually tomorrow, one of the guests is quoting a line from a Lizzo song. This is a guy who's been in technology and business strategy for 30 years, and he's quoting a Lizzo line. And I went and listened to her song. I think it's about Dan Time. That's the song. Nice. Listen, 
I was a disco dancer, a teacher and an exhibition dancer back in the day of Donna Summer and Saturday Night Fever. And I'm a drummer now. And I listen to the song. I'm elevating over my off my chair. It's like, oh, my God, I want to play that on my drums. I want to do the hustle again. It was so I didn't know she was doing throwback music from the 80s. I, I said, Lizzo, that's cool. You know, look at her. It's really good for her. And I'm listening. I'm saying, I need to learn more about her music. So it was a revelation. Nice. So you have your, your work cut out for you. Thank you. <laughs> Milan, MD, can't wait to talk to you. It's your turn. Please do me the honor of introducing yourself. Milan, go ahead. Yes, thank you, Radio Red. And uh, Glenda and I are acronym soul sisters, it turns out, because <laughs> I too have an acronym. <laughs> um, it's my book that I wrote. Uh, it's called FAITH, and it's an acronym for fearlessly affirming and intending to transform health. Mm, yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So um, I'm a double board certified medical doctor, as you said earlier, Red, and um, I've been in practice about 20 years and my journey has just evolved over time. I started out thinking I wanted to be like a regular medical doctor. I'd be an OBGYN. I'd deliver some babies. I'd take care of women, prescribe some hormones. And when I got out into the real world, suddenly it, it just wasn't panning out. Uh, I was not happy doing what I was doing because I was writing too many prescriptions, doing too many surgeries. And what I thought was going to be women's wellness kind of wasn't. And so that took me off on a journey uh, to study traditional Chinese medicine. And I've always been fascinated with indigenous people mm -hmm. um, throughout the world. Mm -hmm. I studied, uh, you know, all kinds of ancient philosophies and traditions in college in addition to pre-med. And so I was always fascinated by those traditions. And it that's what drew me to traditional Chinese medicine. And when I combined the two, it was just incredible. And that's where the creativity piece comes in. I was able to fuse the two together um, and practice it in a way that's really very helpful for, for women's wellness. I also see men. So I call myself a gynecologist spelled G-U-Y, necologist, <laughs> my male clients. <laughs> that, all right, now hold on. We need another wow, ladies, on the okay. count of three. One, two, three. Wow. wow. <laughs> Never, Angie, belatedly, we got a wow for you too because of your photography. You don't feel left out. Uh, <laughs> Milan, continue. A gynecologist. Wow. That, that's a wow. I'm sorry. That really is. Go ahead. Continue talking. Yeah. And so that came about from studying holistic medicine. So as I treated my female clients, they were all asking me if I would help their spouses or their brothers or their children or whatever the case. So I became a gynecologist as well. Um, and then I studied functional medicine. And so I put it all together into one system. And that's where my creativity comes in, which I didn't really think of it as creative until you asked me and forced me to think of it in a different way. During I the did? Summit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I always just thought it was logical. I was like, well, of course, you know, you put this together, you put that together and you get this. Um, because when you're in it, you don't see that it requires creativity yep. to get where you're going, you know, and it, it took someone from the outside to say, oh, that's really creative. And I'm like, it is. It, it just felt logical to me. <laughs> I'm honored. Yeah. You're the second or third guest I've had. Usually it's it's a man who's been in business for years and created his career or whatever he's done. Usually they say to me, Red, 
I never thought of myself as a creative until I met you. And you said, oh, well, let's talk about creative. They said they, it never dawned on them. I hope I'm starting a trend. I have to come up with an acronym for creativity now. Not on tonight's show. It'll take too long. Although I bet you could all help. Milen, very, very interesting. Can you just describe for us or define what functional medicine is in case anybody's wondering? What, what, how do you say, what does that mean? Yeah, so it's a relatively new system of medicine based on relatively old principles, so holistic uh, medicine. So it's a more modern take on holistic medicine where we do a lot of um, cutting edge testing where we look at things from a very different angle. We don't do a lot of blood work in functional medicine. We do what's called cellular-based testing. So we actually look inside the body's cells for what's missing and what's not functioning properly so that we can restore body function. So functional medicine is based on the restoration of normal body function. Interesting. Thank you. Fabulous. I need to talk to you after the show about something, if you could stay for a couple minutes. We're all going to stay for, I need some creative picture taking time. There you go. Ladies, thank you. Very, very interesting. Uh, you're all fascinating to me. That's why I love the show, because I get to hear you describe yourself as a creative when you might not have thought you were, but you're coming into seeing a different perspective on what you do and who you are, who we all are. Listen, I was yeah. a mainframe computer programmer back in the day. I'm considered an early woman in tech. Wow. I was coding in the key punch days and I was in, <laughs> I swear to really, and it was fun carrying a box of 2000 key punch cards and hoping you don't drop it. Oh my God, but I'm in high heels and a split skirt. So, <laughs> my so mom did my own. Yeah, it was, thank you. <laughs> and I was the, the kickoff speaker for the, the organization called uh, Women in uh, Big Data last year on March 8th, 2021 for International Women's Day. Uh, 2021. And I showed them pictures of what a mainframe computer looked like and what a key punch machine and what a deck. I have my COBOL handbook. I have a green bar paper printouts of my code and the core dumps. And they, they were like, a lady, you're from another planet, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. And now I'm a broadcaster. So I've been through about Oh, I think I'm in my ninth career, and that's perfectly fine. Ladies, I asked each of you to please send me a fictional quote from a fictional character, movie or TV show, or from a song, and you're going to explain in your own words, three minutes again, what it has to do with creativity. So Angie Patterson, this is a good one. You picked a quote from Uncle Bert, B-E-R-T, Hart, who is a transgender man played by Leah Robinson. She or he, he is the uncle of Maxine Mac Chapman, played by Shantae Adams, the movie. Actually, it's a TV series derived from a movie, A League of Their Own, 2022 mm. American period sports comedy drama TV series. Can you imagine all of those genres put together? Uh, created by Abby Jacobson, who stars in Will Graham. It's an adaptation of the 1992 film, New Characters and New Storylines, about the formation after World War II in the 1940s of an all-American girls professional baseball league team. And that's very, very interesting. Here's the line Angie has picked. I can't wait to hear how you describe this one. The line is, maybe you came here to find a little piece of home. Angie, be still my heart. That is a beautiful, beautiful quote. I can see it crocheted somewhere or written on the side of a building somewhere. Yes. Angie, <laughs> your three minutes of glory. Tell us what this has to do with creativity, please. I think I, I link that or connect it to what we are all doing during our time on this planet, right? So how many of us get to or choose to spend our days 
doing something that we really love to do, even if you don't know for sure how it's going to turn out. And just where, you know, it makes your heart sing and your feet dance. And it just feels like you're in a zone in this place that is just so you. And it feels like you so belong and you have just come home. And you're in that zone when so does not even exist. You're in complete bliss and your heart is kind of like your home, right? It's, it's just a beautiful place and a peaceful place. And um, what I think would just be the, the ultimate for all souls on the planet, wouldn't it? I like that. As you're speaking, I'm thinking of my new home here, which I'm renovating a little bit at a time. And I made a decision. I inherited a lot of beautiful antiques from my mom, who was an antique dealer, high-end stuff. And I have a lot of things, a lot. It was a 12,000-pound move with my own, with a truck and three packers that took two days. And it was flawless. But I've never seen so many trees die for the paper they used. But boy, did they pack. <laughs> I mean, it took a team of three people to unpack each box. It was It was unbelievable. But I decided that to make this really my home, Angie and everybody, instead of sticking stuff in a closet or in a hutch or in a back bedroom, I put my big wall unit that was in a back bedroom in my Durham house right in the living room. And I'm displaying a lot of that. I made an arrangement the other day of some beautiful antique wine glasses and some barware and Nippon vases my mother had. And Mm. I walk past them and I enjoy them. And I'm starting to feel, Angie, that this is the home I was supposed to call home mm-hmm. and i and think this, you know it's so interesting about that too is you know that what you're creating in your home and also you know what it can be when i'm out in nature with my camera right just listening to those birds sing yes. right that's kind of like a different kind of coming home right into the peacefulness of nature or are you watching all those beautiful little birds dancing around on your tree branches that's right. Same thing. And and I had custom closet shelving put in my two. They're two master closets. They're not that big. And I decided instead of just hanging a bunch of clothes and sticking stuff in boxes, I put my stuffed animals. I have quite a collection of mine, my mother's. I put them where I can see them every day. And I walk in, I say hello to them. I have my scarves out. I have my jewelry out. I have my clothes. I wear mostly black, but I have and my some colorful sweaters and my little drummer, my beautiful red drummer boots and my disco boots. I have them all where I can see them. And I walk in and that's another home, Angie, instead Mm -hmm. of, oh, it's a closet. I packed everything in. Yeah, I got 20 boxes here and there's no room on the shelf. There's room. And it's my little heaven. It's the first time I've used a closet Mm -hmm. as as. It's like I'm going shopping for, for peace and love and, and fun in my, in my closet just to go in to find a dress or a scarf or put a pair of shoes on. I say, look at this. I can see the things that are me in my closet. I never awesome. did that before. Isn't that something? So I it's feel really like awesome. I was maybe supposed to buy this house. I, I have a feeling this is my space. Thank you so much. Glenda, let's go to your quote. This is interesting. Connor McLeod, played by Christopher Lambert. The movie is Highlander, 1986 fantasy action adventure film. Uh, let's see what I want to say about he's Connor Lambert. Connor McLeod, played by Lambert, is born in the 16th century Scottish Highlands after reviving from a fatal wound, fatal wound, and being banished from his village. He is found by swordsman Ramirez, Sean Connery, be still my heart, who explains they and others were born immortal. 
Angie, that's what photography does. It makes us immortal or what we see. Invincible, unless they are uh, beheaded. There you go. Milan, we need you to fix that. You're the doctor. (laughs) Immortals immortals fight each other until the few remaining will meet at the gathering to fight for the prize. In 1985, the gathering happens in New York City, and McLeod was make sure the prize is not won by his old enemy, the murderous Kurgan, played by Clancy Brown. Here is the quote Glenda has picked. Very interesting. I feel everything. I know everything. I am everything. How'd I do, Glenda? Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, so I have no idea. I did a cold read. Hire me. Go ahead. Excellent Glenda. job. Thank You're you, in. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to be badass. I know everything. I feel everything. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so how does that relate to our creativity theme? So I picked that really because... It's true. We're all connected. And if you just get present, you can know everything. You can feel everything. You are everything. You are connected. And um, I just really felt like that's, (laughs) there was so much wisdom in that. And it was in a movie, you know, um, a fantasy movie. But um, I just really love that. And I think that's the journey that we take. It's the inner journey, that journey to know, to feel, to, to be, to think to feel, you know, that's, that's the journey that we're on. And once we can connect within ourselves, inside of that, we are connected to each other. And we can be present to that. So that's, that's my interpretation of the creative moment. I like it. And I think to be truly creative, you need to be able to express all of that. I feel absolutely everything. I know everything. I am Everything. Everything. Right at that moment in time, right? Right, yes. Milan? Right, Angie? Yeah. Angie, when you take that picture, you know you're there with whatever it is. You know what you're cap, you know what you're looking for. You are there. You are everything yeah. to that subject. And Milan, when you yeah. heal people and when you work with people and you're looking for that functional cure, you are that person's everything. You are everything you need to be for your patient. And Glenda, when you write a song or you tell a story, you are everything. You know everything. You know when it's right. I paint and I know when I'm done. I know at the moment where I'm done. It's not, am I tired? It's not, am I bored? Do I have anything else to do? Is there any chocolate ice cream in the freezer? No, (laughs) I know no ice cream in my studio. I, why not? Maybe it'll make some pretty pictures on the, I never mind. Anyway, my point is we know yeah. when we're in the moment to be creative. I, lo- I love this show on Monday night because we share ideas and thoughts, and I end up learning from my guests, which I'm learning from all of you. Let's go to me, Len, your quote. Very interesting. Very simple. It's in all the advertisements for the movie. Uh, Okoye, played by Danai Gurira, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, brand new 2022 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character Black Panther. She is the general of the Dora Milaje in Mar- Marvel Comics. Danai, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, or Danny plays the character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and the Disney animated series What If? I like that, What If? That could be a good quote too. Uh, the the Too Shuri Mambaku says, the world has taken away too much for you to be still considered a child. And Naki to, on Tushala says, to everything, everyone, he was a king, but to me, he was everything. And Okoya whispers, Wakanda forever. Okay, Milen, 
interpret for us. How is this creative? Go ahead. I can't wait to hear this forever. One. Yes. So uh, the the Black Panther series um, is the female army is uh, based on an actual female army from Africa uh, called the Angoji. And they are from the kingdom of Diomi that we now know as the kingdom of Benin, which is right next to Nigeria on the southern tip of Africa. I happen to be from Haiti uh, and our descendants are from Benin. Um, and so we are very related to this movie, even though it's fictitious. Uh, and so there was a, an army of all women um, that were fierce fighters. The Greeks called them the Amazons, but actually they're called the Angoji. That's their actual name. Uh, and so this movie, uh, this fictitious movie is kind of based on these women. And so is the movie, The Woman King. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And so for me, it's close to my heart because, you know, again, with my fascination with indigenous cultures and et cetera, um, just going back and uh, seeing this movie in Wakanda forever, it just tells me like for my own creativity, I drew from all those indigenous cultures to mm -hmm. study the, the medicine that I, that I practice today. And what makes that medicine so powerful is that the ancient cultures, the indigenous cultures were so close to nature. Um, and part of why we have strayed so far away and you know, we're experiencing the trouble that we're experiencing is because we have severed ourselves from nature. Yes. And so this movie for me is all about going back to the origins, you know, and finding our way back home. Um, so that we can be one again with nature because that's where we get our connection. So you can't really be connected with everything if you're not connected to nature first and to yourself. Uh, and so that's what this quote, that's why this quote is so powerful for me. Thank yeah. you very much. And it goes back to Angie's <clears throat> quote, doesn't it? Maybe you came yeah. here to find a little piece of home. See how it all connects it's without so anybody, any, nobody yeah. talked to each other. Nobody, you didn't no. know each other. You didn't plan this together. Sometimes <laughs> the quotes just come from a place that's a good yeah. place. And they all, they all speak to each other as we're speaking to each other. Here's what I'm going to do next, ladies. I have a little surprise for you. I'm going to pick one of your four statements that you sent me for your interpretation of creativity, what it means to you. I'm going to read the statement. You don't have to go looking for notes. I'm going to read the statement and ask you to take a couple minutes and unpack it. So I'm going to read one. Angie, I've got one picture out from you statement number three don't even go looking for it and i like this and i'll pick one from you glenda and one from you milan and let's see how far it's uh, 737 we have 20 minutes left so we'll plenty of time keep it to about three minutes if anybody has any comments on what each one of you says about your own statement just wiggle you've got five fingers on each hand one finger is the not nice finger you can wiggle any of the other four at me and i will call on you i will see you wiggling okay that's the way other than that i will just keep going with the statement so angie Statement number three, you say, when I embrace a creative idea with childlike enthusiasm, that may be my best creation of the day. What's so wrong with coloring outside the lines? I remind myself what a perfect way to look at life, dare to go beyond the implied confines, be a rebel and create a masterpiece outside the lines. Angie, how beautiful. Talk to us. Unpack for me, please, Angie. Well, it, sometimes it almost seems counterproductive because I'm not sure I'd really peg myself as a rebel in the sense of, you know, just being really out there. Um, but just 
I think, it, you know, tying into that whole, uh, whole, whole idea of just, yeah, what's wrong with coloring outside the lines? You know, and in photography, there's what's known as um, the rule of thirds or the guidelines of thirds. But I mean, they're just there for guidelines. And so mm -hmm. it's like a person can pay attention to them or not. And I think it's by just experimenting with the expected or the unexpected that you can have those magical moments. Like I, I have a kitchen window that in the winter when it gets cold here, we just get the most magical um, hoarfrost. And so I will set my tripod up in the kitchen sink and uh, put my feet in the sink and sit on the counter and just take photos of the hoarfrost on the window. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and it's fun. And it's, um, but you know, a person needs to, you, you need to make yourself stop to do those, right? Or pause long enough off in our day to just say, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just photo that next time, you know? And then just, um, May not just be. kind of, for me, it would just be start pressing the shutter button and clicking away and experiment with different angles and upsides and downsides and um, just see what happens. See what happens. Color outside the lines. Glenda, go ahead. One yeah. Minute. I, I just love what you're saying because I think that's where you find yourself. You know, that's where you find your creativity. That's what leads you to the next thing, right? You see something, you just go for it. You're like, oh, instead of thinking about it or trying to like structure yourself mm -hmm. or well, I don't have the tripod. I got to get that light, you know, got to get the lighting right, you know, and then you're like, yes. I forgot what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> and then there's nothing happening. So I, I just love what you said about that because one thing leads to another and the same thing with music, same thing with, with my artistry and my creativity. Um, you just allow yourself to have whatever it is in the moment and then just see where it goes and then ask the question what's next? What's next? What if and what's next? Angie, I have to tell you what I used to do when I was living on Long Island. If I was driving through, I was living in Great Neck, and if I was driving through town or, or somewhere where it was safe and traffic was slow, I would just at dusk, I discovered if I put my iPhone camera right on top of the steering wheel, <laughs> driving safely, seriously, not this way, but sideways. And stop, give me a break here, ladies. And click the shutter just as traffic was stopping or just as we were coming to a, uh, a road closure for construction or at a light. And there was a little bit of movement of the cars in front of me. I ended up with lights that looked like this with wow. patterns of blues and yellows and reds. It was like an automatic light show. I did that for, a, if there was a sunset in the distance, even better. But I started taking photos of the backs of the cars in front of me to get the lights and the patterns magical, just wow. magical. You couldn't have designed it, painted, painted it. It was outside of the lines. I was always safe. But even if I was just at a red light, just as the car in front of me started, I do a click as the, just the motion of the lights in the air. That's the best way I can describe it. So have you ever you. done it in the rain? Uh, yes, I, lights as well, yes. You get all the beautiful colors. Right? I've done yes, it in the rain too. Yes. It's, it's fabulous here where I'm living here now. It's two lane highways and you have to hold out of the wheel because if you're at the white line and somebody's coming around the curve, I, I haven't driven at night since I've been here. It's been two months. It, it's hard enough driving during the day. I'm not, unless I go to Lenore city or Venor or into uh, West Knoxville where I could be around real traffic, but here <gasps> you're not going to do that <laughs> anyway. And I have to tell you that I got a note home from my daughter's first grade teacher that she was drawing outside of the lines and they wanted to put her, I'm not kidding. They wanted to put her into remedial drawing. 
they thought she had a problem. She went on to become an artist. I have her paintings from when she was 13, 14, 15 in acrylics. I have them. They're huge. I had them framed. They're still in my home with me wherever I go. She illustrated all of her biology notebooks. She went on to be a brilliant doctor, an MD. Wow. Pediatric GI and brilliant. And sometimes as a birthday gift, I'd say, just come to my house. She lives about two hours away from me now in Tennessee. Come to my house. I have a canvas. Bring your paints, whatever, and just paint a picture for me for a birthday gift and I'll have it framed. So that teacher was describing creativity that was nascent, that was just blooming in my daughter. And she went on to become, she's a fabulous artist, but an even better MD. So it was very, very interesting, but I'll never forget she needs remedial drawing. She's not coloring. In the, that's what teachers <laughs> were doing back in the day. Just kill the creativity. Squash the kids. Make them all draw on the lines. They all should look alike. Let's go on. Milen. I, oh, well, I'm sorry. Glenda, I've got your creativity. This is a, a really simple one here. Number four, you say creativity is truly about full self-expression and what that looks like. It's up to all of us on how to share it. That's what I want you to talk about. Take your two to three minutes. Glenda, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, I <clears throat> I think a lot of times we have an idea or have a have something that we want to express. And what happens is we allow our fears to stop us. So we don't actually get out there. We don't actually share what we think or what we feel. And really, honestly, that's that once you you allow yourself to do that, then you're stepping into full self-expression. When, and when you're stepping into that full self-expression, that's where the magic really starts to happen for you and for other people, because then they get to see the real you. They get to see the part of you that that has been hidden or or slightly there. And then when you really step over that line, then you're in your full glory and then you can express yourself fully whatever that is. And then once you're doing that, people get to know you and then they love you and some don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's where the risk comes in, isn't it? Well, and you know, what's interesting about that is that if they don't like you, they're up against something inside themselves. That's what I've heard. That's what I keep going, Glenda. Yeah. And then what that does is that reminds people of Hey, there's something inside of me too. So there's there it, it's complicated because we're humans, right? But there's a lot of lev- layers. But the really the bottom line is really just be you. Say it how you want to say it. Some will like it, some won't. Maybe later they'll sit on that and go, "Wow, yeah, that person really made me crazy." But you know what? They were fully expressed. They, they you know, there, there's a, there's a like a love that starts to happen. It's it's really interesting. Um, but I think if we spend too much time over here, not allowing ourselves to be creative, okay, and we're afraid of this, we're afraid of that. Someone won't like it. What You're overthinking. You're in your head. You know, there's nothing to do with the heart. There's nothing to do with the self expression. There's nothing to do with who am I? Ask that question. You know, and then to allow yourself that full self-expression and just unabashedly, you know, that's where the magic happens. (laughs) It is. And it could be as simple as how you talk, how you walk, how you look, how you dress. How many people, when you go to the grocery store, have got makeup on and have got red 
velvet with patterns, uh, drummer boots on, and maybe with a flower on their lapel at the grocery store. That's me. And you'd be it. surprised at how many people have stopped me and said, people who don't even know me. I've had people chase me and say, who does your hair color? I've had people stop me and say, I love your boots. They still do. I'm here in yeah. Tennessee. I love your boots. Who are you? What do you do? I'm a drummer. Wow, that's really cool. Lady, a chick drum, never met a chick drummer before, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't pick up strangers in parking lots. But my point <laughs> is that I, I go to be who I am, expressing yeah. me. And I used to, when I was in uh, Durham, I used to go for drum lessons on Saturdays in Cary, uh, North Carolina, sister city of Raleigh and Durham. I used to go to a Harris Teeter brand new store opened in the same shopping center with the music school and the guy at the seafood counter got to know me and he'd say oh boots is in the store because <laughs> he knew my little red boots and he'd say how are you boots he was from new york he wouldn't Aww. let me use his real name he was, he was a little crass but anyway interesting guy and he, he'd see me in the juice aisle he'd say oh boots you're coming back to buy salmon i'll have it ready for you <laughs> because of my red boots <laughs> It was hysterical. But, but see that that's what I'm saying. You're the badass goddess. You're freed up. Yeah. You, oh, you just, yeah. I want to wear boots. I'm going to wear boots. Yeah. And now everybody's like, oh, my God, it's boots. It's boots. That's right. I, I awesome. got Rick. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You never forgot me. Okay, let's move on. Milan, I'm going to combine your first and your fourth statement because I'd like to put them together. I'm being creative with your statements. They're short. So number one says creativity means listening to the whispers of your heart in the mm. silence, then taking mm. action. And here's what you say. Being creative means saying what may not be popular, but is essential. What are those whispers telling you? Milen, I, I like, I hope it's okay. I combine them, but I think there's a continued thought there. Milen, go ahead. Tell us. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's going back to what we've all been talking about. And, and, you know, there's a way that going into your heart is basically communicating with eternity, you know, with, with the entire universe. And so, how do I explain it? It's like you, 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 your higher self, if you will, depending on your, you know, spiritual bent, but you know, there's a way that you connect with your, your spirit, your soul, and it's got it all mapped out. That's what I believe. And so as you sit in the silence and you sit in the stillness, it whispers to you and it, it reminds you of what it is you came here to do. So you can take off, take out the clutter and the fear and the racket and the noise and the distractions. And if you can just sit still you talk to yourself. It's you talking to yourself. That's really all that's happening. Yeah. And and you're just getting the downloads of the things that you really, your soul is really wanting you to do and achieve. And so, you know, that that's really what, what it's about for me. And I think it goes back to, to Glenda's statement. And I don't know who said this. I don't remember who said it, but they said, if you put yourself out there and everybody loves you, you're, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to have to tell my girlfriend that. <laughs> yeah. very, I don't know where that came from, but it's it's a lesson in life isn't fair. Not everybody's going to like it and deal with it because maybe right. there's a reason and it's their reason, not yours. Totally. That's what makes you grow, right? If everybody just fell in line and loved everything, yeah, yeah. where would we ever go? Yep. Yeah. But, but you all like me because you're on my show tonight, so it's okay. I can deal with it. I want to do some thank you, ladies. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I want to do some famous birthdays. I have some doozies and some holidays you've never heard of. I'll tell you some stories here, and then we'll see if we have time for more because we're 
done in six and a half minutes. Oh, my red. Really? It went so fast. Okay. Today, <laughs> famous birthdays, Freddie Muniz. He's all of 37. He starred in the TV show Malcolm in the Middle, which earned him an Emmy nomination. He had lead roles in the movie Agent Cody Banks and Big Fat Liar. He, I didn't know this. In 2018, he became the host of Dancing with the Stars Juniors. I didn't know they had a spinoff called Juniors. I stopped watching Dancing with the Stars. Too much acrobatics and fancy costumes. And <laughs> he still couldn't dance. He put his acting career on hold. Talk about creativity in 2008, way before, to pursue an open wheel racing career. I don't even know what that is. And he appeared as Lucas Stevens in the film Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. I, you know, that could be a good name for a radio show. Oh, hell no. Glenda, <laughs> so, we have to talk. Anyway, that's Freddie Muniz, 37. Happy birthday. Then uh, here's an interesting, I don't know if you remember the movie Meet the Parents with Ben Stiller. Well, there was an actress who played the flight attendant. <laughs> I don't know why, but she's considered famous. Her name is Callie Rocha, R-O-C-H-A. She's 51. And she reprised the role in the 2004 sequel. And she has a recurring role in... Man with a Plan and Grey's Anatomy. That may be where people know her from. I have an in-memoriam birthday, Little Richard. Full hmm. name, Richard, Wade Pen Richard Wayne Penniman. Hmm. Lived from December 5th, 1932. Happy birthday, Little Richard. Good golly, Miss Molly. He passed <laughs> away at age 88 on May 9th, 2020. American musician, singer-songwriter. They call him a rock and roll dynamo. He sang Good Golly, Miss Molly. He was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He yes. infused gospel tones with blues music during his performances. He started performing at age 14. Nothing was going to hold him back. He released his first single, Tutti Frutti, in 1955. I remember that. And some people say he had as much influence on the music industry as Elvis Presley did. So happy birthday in memoriam. I'm not, not going to get sad, but I remember little Richard. He was fabulous. Now, I have two social media people who are uh, very, very interesting because of what they've accomplished. One is on TikTok. One is on YouTube, and they're having birthdays. There's tons of them. I pick one or two or three a week. There's somebody named Crudica the Mermaid Scale. Glenda, have you ever heard of her? No. <laughs> K-R-U-T-I-K-A, Krutika, The Mermaid Scale, capital T, capital M, capital S, one word all together. She's 24. She shares skits and lip sync performances on her verified The Mermaid Scale account. She only has, I want you to all sit down. You're all sitting down? Okay. She only has 17 million fans. <laughs> 17 million. I know, Angie, I, I wanted to make sure you sat down because I wasn't sure your heart would take this. She, she posts comedic, mine too. She posts comedic short videos on her YouTube and one of her videos was remove the third letter of your name for a game shorts video. And that got millions of views. And she started posting fashion videos on YouTube. That's how she, she's all of 24 years old and she has 17 million plus fans. Just wanted you all to know that. We had somebody, a birthday, somebody um, on, uh, I think, YouTube a couple weeks ago. I read his name, and he was a slime video poster, and he had something like $25 million. There's big money in that, kids. Now I have somebody named Unspeakable Gaming. That's one word with a capital U and a capital G. Unspeakable Gaming. He's 25. He's a YouTube star. He posts Minecraft and challenge videos. He has three channels, Unspeakable, Unspeakable Gaming, and Unspeakable Plays. And the one that's just plain Unspeakable only has... Are you ready? Milen, you're sitting down? 
Blanda yeah. can take it. I don't know about you, though. <laughs> he only has 13 million subscribers. Oh, that's too bad. My son's probably one of them. <laughs> there, you, there you go. I just, it's amazing to me what's happening in social media. It's like, oh, I've got 6,000 followers on LinkedIn. Boy, do I feel popular. <laughs> 13 right. friggin' million? Give me a break. <laughs> I have some music history for all of you. This is interesting. We have only two minutes left. I got to go fast. In 1973, Apple Records released Paul McCartney and Wings' album, Band on the Run in the U.S. It was the commercial and critical pinnacle of his post-Beatle work, and both Beatles, and it charted at the top of the charts in seven countries. Wow. And in 1991, Catskills on Broadway opened at the Lundfontein Theater in New York City for over 450 performances. Now, what's important to this is that Freddie Roman, the comedian, passed away on December 2nd, just a few days ago at the age of 90. He was a shoe salesman, and he was bored. So he started telling jokes and he went to the Catskills in the 60s and he came up with the idea for Catskills on Broadway, which was a fabulous, I think I saw it. Oh. I laughed so hard. I was in an aisle seat. I almost passed out in the aisle. I couldn't stop laughing. Seriously, I was getting, Milan, I was getting ill from laughing that the tears were running down. He was the dean of the Fires, Flyers, Friars Club in New York. There you go, Red, you can say that. He turned his comedy experience. It's a review. Malzi Lawrence, who isn't with us anymore, Marilyn Michaels was the sole female, and Dick Capri each did 30 minutes of routines on stage, and then they got together and told jokes and sang, by Mir Bis Duchesne, da da. That's an old Yiddish song. I don't see anybody's eyes lighting up, but I know the song. <laughs> anyway, very famous in the Catskills, and that was the show. Okay, and Freddie Roman did roasts on TV of Hugh Hefner, Drew Carey, Chevy Chase, and Rob Reiner. Very interesting. Wow. Dinah Shore in 1943 on this date got married to George Montgomery. I don't know if they ever lasted with the marriage. And if you're a modern music fan, Coldplay's lead vocalist Chris Martin got married to Gwyneth Paltrow on this day in 2003. Mm. It didn't last too long, but it was in Montecito, California. They were divorced in 2016. I have a couple. Oh my God. We're almost out of time. Josh is giving me one minute. It's bathtub party day. You don't have to wear clothes. It's up to you. It's celebrate shelter pets day. It's national blue jeans day. Everybody's supposed to have seven pairs. I'll give my seven to somebody else. Don't wear jeans. It's national Johnny day. You know, somebody named Johnny, tell them happy birthday or happy day. Devon day. It's Sasha tort day, the most famous cake in the world. And it's national hand washing awareness day. That's for you, Milan. Okay. I want to thank all of you. We don't have time for much more, but stick around. We'll do photos and let me give you my closing. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. It's the only way to kiss. Trust me. Love truly and laugh uncontrollably. Everybody join me. Laugh. <laughs> Glenda, force yourself and never, never regret anything that made you smile. And finally, work like you don't need the money because nobody really cares. Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco on a tabletop in a cafeteria, everybody watched. Trust me. What legs? What glitz? Sing like nobody's listening. Stop listening. And love like you've never been hurt because money talks, chocolate sings. And last but not least, I stole this line thank you for turning me on radio red everybody wave goodbye don't go away josh are we good thanks again for tuning in to read my lips radio presented by the voice america variety channel tweet your questions and comments to at radio red 777 Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.